I just really miss hugging people, and that's been really hard for me. 2020 has been such a crazy year. There's been so many things that have come out of it, good and bad. What's good for me is actually a stronger relationship with myself and a lot of understanding and a reframing of what being alone means. Hey everyone, welcome to Your Extraordinary Existence, a show that explores the beautiful and hard parts of life and how you can use your inherent greatness to create the life you love. I'm your host, Victoria Spadaccini, a certified life coach out of New York City, and today's episode is all about the year 2020. We made it. It's the end of 2020. You might be listening to this in 2021. In that case, hello from the past. But it's been a crazy year. I think we all know that. (sighs) Extraordinary times with basically what felt like the world was imploding. But guess what? We made it. Hundreds of thousands of people died from COVID-19 in 2020. But you're not one of them. For some reason... You're still here on earth, living and breathing and listening to this podcast. So think about that. It's important to honor that you still have the opportunity to create even more purpose and meaning in your life now more than ever. Now, that doesn't take away from the fact that this was a really hard year. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was like a hit to the human psyche for everybody. So I talked to people from many walks of life about the best things to come out of 2020 for them, the hardest parts, and what they're still grateful for. So this is what they had to say. Best things of 2020. All right. Well, one personal thing is I quit drinking and people would think it's harder uh, during uh, quarantine or being on lockdown, but it was easier for me because I wasn't pressured by events or parties and it's been a long time coming i'm i'm glad i'm done finally done with the alcohol three things that i'm most grateful for i'd have to say is my health my happiness and the time i've been blessed with for other things by working remotely and no longer commuting followed of course with some of the worst parts of 2020 which is The loneliness and isolation of COVID and the loss of my bartending job and seeing my income cut in half, you know, figuring out how to re-budget for my life. What's good for me is actually a stronger relationship with myself and a lot of understanding and a reframing of what being alone means. And of course, starting my own business and meeting so many new people who have the same energy and presence and um, just people that I resonate so closely with. One of the best things to come out of 2020 for me was that I realized that I was a trans woman and I was able to start my transition journey in 2020 and also uh, come out to everyone eventually as a trans woman. And that was uh, really empowering. And I finally love myself, which is new for me, but uh, ultimately, I'm very happy about that. I think the worst or the hardest part 
of 2020 for me was that my marriage ended, partially as a result of my transition, but also partially because of other reasons. It's been really hard to adjust to living alone and to feeling alone. I just really miss hugging people, and that's been really hard for me. I am grateful that I live in a time in which science is respected, and I realize that it's not necessarily respected by as many people as it probably should be, but I'm grateful that people, for the most part, uh, in this pandemic are taking the advice of the scientific community and wearing masks and social distancing. I'm also grateful that I live in a time in which when we do have to hunker down and be alone, we can still video chat with each other. I think that's been such a powerful tool in these difficult times. I lost my job in March due to COVID. My my company was real estate, and they decided to lay a bunch of us off to save money. You know, I had all this free time, but I wasn't able to spend it with friends. Part of the challenging part of 2020 was kind of living with this isolation and figuring out what to do with myself and figuring out if this is something that I could see myself doing long term if I were to retire or if I were to have more time on my hands but it was a worthwhile challenge to kind of mull my way through. So it did give me a lot of personal time that I think I really needed. Some of the best things that came from the challenges of 2020 for me has been connection with so many amazing people and also, you know, a few certifications, you know, taking the time of slowness to focus on personal development. So that was just another thing that I got out of 2020. Both the best and most challenging things to come out of 2020 for me were probably a result of my unemployment. So the best thing that has come out of 2020 for me is I realized I can do a lot more stuff than I thought. Like cooking, I used to be like cooking illiterate. But during the pandemic, I literally got into cooking and being more healthy. And the other thing that's come out for me in 2020 is when when I date, I usually just date for the sake of dating. Like, oh, we clicked, there's attraction there. But I found like what kind of person I'm looking for. I know lockdown changed everybody's lives. And now you're stuck in this holiday that nobody ever wanted. <laughs> I'm very grateful for myself because of my determination to really overcome the obstacles and stuff and like self-improvement in general and just really push myself to uncomfortable situations and overcome it. Luckily for me this year, I mean, everybody has been struggling. It's been difficult for everybody and people managed to get on so far. I'm very proud of them. Well done. Hell yeah, well done. I once read something along the lines of, keep going. One day, your story will be someone's survival guide. Maybe there are parts of what people were talking about that you could relate to. 
Personally, for me, the most challenging part of 2020 was the sudden death of my boyfriend of many, many years who I loved so much and still do. And I've missed him the entire year and really every time I breathe. But his love and his voice stays with me. And those are the things that never die and have carried me through. As for the good things that came out of 2020, I actually had a great year in a lot of ways. I graduated from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. It was actually called the Best Life Coaching School of 2020 by this website, Very Well Mind. And I loved it because not only did it help me get through this totally unexpected change that we didn't ask for, but also really taught me how to be the cause of my life rather than the effect and helped me understand how to create energy, how everything is energy and how everything is perception. The way you perceive the world influences how you feel, your emotions, and your emotions influence how you act. It always starts with your belief system. Every moment describes who you are and gives you the opportunity to decide if that's who you want to be. So it's been an honor to be part of that and to be a catalyst and support system and cheerleader and ass kicker in, in so many people's journeys. I've had the honor of coaching incredible people and helping people navigate loneliness and change and overwhelm and fear of the future, fear of what people will think, grief, loss, love. These are all things that all of us struggle with. Um, and a lot of things that kind of come back to our own beliefs about ourselves and the world around us. So that was that was an honor and a privilege, and 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 it still continues. So that's amazing. Uh, I gave myself the time to develop my artistic side, which I have often put to the side because I've always said, well, I don't have the time, and I haven't prioritized it. So I've done a lot of things in the artistic realm, and I made music with people. I learned to navigate a new style of education. I began mentoring young students. I made this podcast, which is so exciting. I made so many like new friends and people who are just beautiful and, and profound and committed to an extraordinary life, just like myself and like you. And I really got to know myself better and learned to trust God and the universe. So with this year, know that it is so normal to have felt all kinds of emotions, sadness, anger, bliss, joy, fear, everything in between. You are not alone. We are all here for each other. So now I just want to take some time to recap what happened in the world in 2020. Because it was a lot, and because it was a lot, there's so many things that kind of just smush together and are worth acknowledging. We all went through this as a human species together. So let's take a look. So let's start from the beginning. January 2020, Chinese authorities indicated that there was a cluster of pneumonia cases associated with a market in Wuhan, China. But as time went on, Epidemiologists indicated this was a novel strain of the coronavirus that was transmitted from person to person. By the end of January, it had spread to around 21 countries, and there were nearly 10,000 cases. So this was just January. The news in the beginning was so relaxed. It was telling us, the news was telling us that it really only 
majority affects people who are over 65 and people with compromised immune systems. But people in their 20s and 30s are probably not going to get it. Well, that's not true. (laughs) I guess we needed to do more research and got data as people started getting sick. Around that same time, the president of the United States, Mr. Donald Trump, was impeached, but later acquitted by the Senate. Also at the same time, wildfires were raging across Australia, creating what was called the worst wildlife disaster in modern history, killing off around a billion animals and hurting a lot of people. There were some human fatalities involved, and it was really tragic. Then in March 2020, COVID-19 became such a danger to our lives that many of us were forced into lockdown meaning that we couldn't leave our homes, couldn't see people outside of the people that we lived with, and everything but the most essential businesses were closed. No one can leave the house unless you're going to the grocery for food or the pharmacy to get medicine or the liquor store to get alcohol or the medical cannabis shops to get weed. I'm sure that got both of those things probably stayed open because they knew that people were going to buy it. because. <laughs> Medical cannabis is actually medicine. It's classified as medicine. Alcohol, not really an essential business. So there's a lot of things to be said about that. Or a gas station, laundry, bank. It's really about it. So any gathering of people or indoor events were basically canceled and Earth was closed. So people started finding, finding ways to entertain themselves inside. One of the very first experiences that I had that felt like a real lockdown is when I attended this big virtual dance party. It was organized by some DJs. I saw it on Instagram and hundreds of people around the world joined. And I was just having such fun. It was a Saturday night, I'm pretty sure. I threw on my favorite sunglasses and put on like a crazy dance outfit. And so did people from around the world who came in. They threw their strobe lights on. They were wearing costumes. Some people were dancing alone, most of the people. And some of them were with their partners or their roommates. And the DJ would spotlight people who were dancing especially hard. I had so much fun. It was definitely strange and unusual, but also super awesome because... We were alone, but we were alone together, and we figured out a way to have a great time without leaving the house, because we couldn't. If fun is a priority in life for you, which it should be, because life is meant for fun in a lot of ways, uh, it'll show up. Or rather, you'll always find a way to create it in your life, no matter what challenges you come across, because that's always going to be inside of you. That's always going to be a part of your existence. That childlike part of us, that never leaves us. We just get older and and more life happens. But holding on to that is what will keep you happy and alive. Don't forget that playful side of you. I have a kaleidoscope that I got made based on a Jim Carrey quote that I love. And it says, choose love and don't ever let fear turn you away from your playful heart. There were also people who were just dancing and interacting from their own rooftops with people who were, 
you know, 50 feet away on their rooftops playing instruments or just sort of like being like, hey, how are you? That's something that I've witnessed. And in New York City, where I live, every night at seven o'clock, the entire city would clap for essential workers every night at 7 p.m. They'd be like, woo, yeah, woo. And people would be on like their porches. They'd have like spoons banging against pots and pans. People who were just on the sidewalks were clapping. People were cheering with their megaphones. It was really heartwarming and it was nice to see an outward expression and the sense of community that came from a city. And all the people in the medical field are working like crazy to save lives. And the people who have coronavirus can't have visitors, which means that they can't get the hugs and the love that they need while they're sick. They actually, I've seen pictures of um, plastic walls being created with little holes for your arms so you can hug each other, which is sweet. And, and whoever invented that has a big human heart and understands what we need. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It's to protect you. It's only to protect others. So there was a lot of controversy around whether or not you should wear a mask. And a lot of people rejected the idea and continue to, to this day. Then come May 2020, footage is released of a 46-year-old black man named George Floyd killed by a police officer. The police officer, Derek Chauvin, leaned his knee on this poor man's neck while he was on the ground handcuffed and did this for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And this video went viral. He was crying. He, he kept saying, I can't breathe. And he was calling for his mom. And of course, this caused a huge outrage. And the Black Lives Matter movement organized protests around the world against police brutality, including 26 million people just in the United States. Eventually, George Floyd's death was ruled a homicide. In addition to the protests, there were riots and looting. Stores were being broken into. There was glass everywhere. Police stations were being set on fire. It was an incredibly tense time in the country. There was a lot of racial divide, but also an increase in activism. And this is only halfway through 2020. In August, wildfires ripped across California and displaced hundreds of thousands of people. In that same month, there was a humongous explosion in Beirut, the capital of Lebanon. It looked like a movie. It was a nuclear disaster. It exploded uh, tons of ammonium nitrate that were stored at the port in, in Beirut. And a lot of people died. A lot of people lost their homes. The way I'm describing it is truly an understatement because buildings were shattered and broken and, and lives were shattered and broken. Then in September of 2020, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice and a game changer and trailblazer for gender equality, died at the age of 87. She was the second ever woman appointed to high court. Then in September 2020, plot twist, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, and the first lady test positive for coronavirus along with more than a dozen White House staff. In November 2020, the election happens, and it is the undercurrent of the American psyche. 
everybody at this point, I think, has had this political noise in the background all year on top of COVID. And so this was this was a big deal. Whoever won the presidency was going to decide, in a way, the mental health of America. And it was then announced that Joe Biden had won the presidency and Vice President Kamala Harris became the first African-American and South Asian-American vice president in history. Also, Elon Musk's private company, SpaceX, launched four astronauts, its very first crewed mission to the International Space Station in partnership with NASA. Now, in December 2020, Moderna and Pfizer finally have their coronavirus vaccines released. They're currently being distributed around the world, first to healthcare workers on the front line, and from their essential workers, etc. It's still a bit unclear when people will be getting the vaccine, but it is out and available. And most recently, a new strain of the coronavirus has been found by researchers in the UK. And so that's going to incite tougher rules for coronavirus restrictions, at least over there. And it's still being tracked as to whether or not it has come to the U.S. or any other countries. It has been said to originate in South Africa. So that's something we're staying tuned to. A lot of scientists are saying that this new vaccine should be able to protect us against this new strain. Um, and others say that it might not be. So that's something that we'll have to stay tuned for. But I am grateful that we do have vaccines available now. And that's a good way to end the year in terms of just helping us feel a little bit more safe about the future. Which leads us to now. Woo, what a year. That's a lot. That isn't even everything. And so I looked into it and discovered Cleometrics, which is the scientific study of meaningful patterns in history. And what they discovered is a 50-year cycle of violence that reoccurs. In fact, in 2012, one of the leaders of Cleometrics, a mathematician, Peter Turchin at UConn, mentioned, predicted that this was going to happen in 2020. And if you look back at history, it seems to be true. 1870. The North fought the South in the Civil War. Fifty years later, in 1920, there was a spike in violence, in racial tension, in politics. Anti-communist sentiment was up. Fifty years later, in 1970, the Vietnam War happened, and the Civil Rights Movement happened. Fifty years after that, 2020. So the good news is that the cycle is over. We have 2021 to look forward to. All of that is behind us. And the question that I invite you to ask yourself is, how are you going to start the new cycle? What about yourself did you learn that can help you succeed in 2021? How did you grow as a person? What challenges did you overcome? What specifically about you is going to be able to make this world better? How are you going to use that to love yourself better, to love the people in your life better? You can't control what happens in the world and what other people do, but what you can control is the life that you create for yourself, the choices you make, and the perspectives that you choose to have. As one of my personal heroes, Louise Hay, says, life loves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. 
And don't forget to support your extraordinary existence by subscribing, leaving comments, sharing with all the awesome people in your life. Your support really means so much to me and goes a long way. So I really appreciate it. And I'm just glad that I could be here with you. And I'm excited to talk to you soon. Bye.